This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. If someone were to ask you, how would you describe Jesus? Well, what would be the very first thing to come to your mind? You, you know, when you study the Bible, there are a lot of things that describe Jesus. For, for example, Jesus even described himself in various ways. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Jesus also said on one occasion, I'm bread come down from heaven. He said, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life. Or, or Jesus also said in the book of Revelation, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first, the last. But, but there's another description given of Jesus and we're going to be looking at that today. We want to talk about the door. The door. Stay tuned. Now today we offer the free Bible correspondence course and I want to urge you to pay attention for the next few seconds as we're going to explain the course and tell you how to receive it. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. It's in John's Gospel that Jesus talked about being the Good Shepherd. And indeed, Jesus is the Good Shepherd. And I want to read now for in John chapter 10, verse 7, verse 8, and verse 9. That, then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. I want you to think about the sheepfold. The sheepfold where the shepherd would keep the sheep was circular in, in its nature and and the walls of that sheepfold were some six feet high. And then the, the opening of the sheepfold, where the sheep would go in at night and go out in the morning, was about six feet wide. But there was no door. And you see, the shepherd would sleep in that doorway. And in reality, the shepherd became the door. And the only way that an animal could get in that door, that passageway, into the sheepfold and get to the sheep was going through the shepherd who was the door. Now Jesus said he was the door. 
You see, the door was a person, the shepherd. And Jesus Christ is the door. Let me me read verse 9 one more time. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, that is the door, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Jesus Christ is the door of salvation. The door of salvation. Now now I want us to think about that description of Jesus as being the door and, and some things that we learn from it. And the first thing we notice about the door is that Jesus is the ordained door. Jesus did not just become the door accidentally. But Jesus Christ became the door by a plan that God had in eternity. Jesus is described in John chapter 1 verse 29 as God's Lamb. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And it was in eternity that God planned that Lamb to die for the sins of the world. For example, in Revelation, the 13th chapter and verse 8, he's spoken of, that is, Jesus is spoken of, as the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So Jesus Christ is the ordained door. You see, his death was ordained or planned by God himself. Those people who killed Jesus were just carrying out a plan that God had. And God's plan was that Jesus die as the sin substitute for the whole human family. The second chapter of Hebrews, verse 9, reads like this, that He, by the grace of God, tasted of death for every man. It was by God's grace that Jesus Christ tasted of death, died upon the cross for every human being. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse number 9, listen to what Paul wrote. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sakes He became poor, that you through His poverty might be rich. Jesus was rich. He was with God in heaven at the right hand of His Father. And yet Jesus gave up that lofty spot, that lofty position, and God sent Him down to earth for the purpose of dying for mankind. In John 4, 34, Jesus said, My meat is to do the will of Him that sent me. In John 6 and verse 38, Jesus said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And God sent him, according to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 14, to be the Savior of the world. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the ordained door. In the second chapter of Philippians, the Bible says that Jesus emptied himself in the form of a servant, and being found in fashion as a man, 
He humbled himself unto death, yea, the death of the cross. He was with God in heaven, but Jesus came down, sent of God, to die upon the old rugged cross for the sins of the whole world. In Luke 19 and 10, we're told that he came to seek and to save that which is lost. And the whole world is lost. And that's the reason God gave Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus, the door. Jesus, the ordained door. Jesus also is the only door. The only door. You remember back in the Old Testament, in the days of Noah, the world became so exceedingly wicked that, that God determined that he was going to destroy the world with water, which in fact he did. But there was a man by the name of Noah who found grace in, in the eyes of God, and, and he told Noah to build an ark. He told him the kind of wood to use, gopher wood. He told him how long to build the ark, how wide to build the ark, how high to build the ark. And he told him how many doors to put in that ark. And friends, there was only one door in the ark. Only one door. And in order to be saved from that flood, one had to enter into the ark through that one door. Through that one door. Later, God's people built the tabernacle. Later, it was replaced by the temple. Well, when one would enter into that tabernacle, they would enter in through the door. There was just one door. And when one would enter in through that one door, they would go into the holy place. And once a year, the high priest would enter into the most holy place. But the point I'm making is there was just one way into the tabernacle. Just as there was one way into the ark, there was one door. And Jesus Christ is the one door of salvation today. Just one. I know we live in a time when people talk about having their Savior, and we have our Savior, you have your Savior, and as though there are many Saviors. But friends, there's only one, and that's Jesus. Jesus Christ is the only door. In Acts chapter 4 and 12, the Bible says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Jesus Christ is the door. There was a piece in a newspaper some time back uh, written by a, a religious man, a religious teacher. And he was writing about Acts 4 and verse 12. Where it says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name, no other name under heaven, given among men whereby you must be saved. And he tried to make it appear as though this was more poetic. And that to talk about Jesus as the only Savior was not totally accurate because he concluded, it seemed as though he concluded from his article, that there were many Saviors. You have your Savior, I have my Savior, someone else may have theirs. But friends, there is only one door, and that door is Jesus. And there is none other. 
Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. John 14, verse 6. And he says, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the door. In John 15, in verse 5, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Think about that. Without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you cannot be saved. Without me, you cannot have the forgiveness of your sins. Without me, you cannot have your prayers answered. Without me, you can do nothing. I might also add, without Jesus, you can be nothing. And without Jesus, you will have nothing. Jesus Christ should be our all and in all. Jesus Christ is the only door. Our world today needs some hope. We live in a world of hurt and hopelessness. Jesus is our only hope today. Jesus is the only hope for the home today. And in many ways, the home is crumbling around us. Now, there are some good, solid homes today that are healthy homes, but there are so many homes that are crumbling and, and they are they're deteriorating right before our eyes. Jesus is the hope for those homes. Jesus is the hope for the nation today. He is the, he is the one who can bring peace and healing to our land. In the Old Testament, in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14, that, that, that David had wanted to build the, the tabernacle, but uh, the temple rather, but God would not allow him to do so because he was a man of war. But he allowed Solomon to build it. And after that building had been constructed and that night Solomon retired for the night and God came to him and he said, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Jesus Christ is the only hope for healing in our land today. And Jesus Christ is the only hope for those who are caught in the cobweb of sin, I may be speaking to some young man or some young woman right now who, who is caught up in the drug culture and you're not sure how to get out. You, you, you know that you want out. Or maybe you, your, your problem is alcohol and you know that you want to quit. And the only way that we'll ever be able to overcome those kind of obstacles in our lives is to turn to a source of strength and power that is greater than ourselves, and that's the Lord Himself. Jesus Christ is the hope of the world, and He is your hope, and He is mine. Paul wrote in the book of Colossians chapter 1, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus Christ is the door. He is the only door, and there is none other. Sometimes people come up with all kinds of religious ideas and religious teachings. But I want to go back to the Bible, don't you? And I want to know only what the Bible says, don't you? I only want what the Bible says I can have through Jesus Christ, and that is salvation. Let me read our text one more time. I am the door. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if anyone enters in, he will be saved. Well, if he enters what? If he enters in the door by Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is the only door. 
But let's observe something else about Jesus the door. Jesus is the open door. And that door's been open for nearly 2,000 years. Well, since the gospel was first preached on the day of Pentecost, that, that door has been open. And it's open right now. And Jesus is standing with outstretched arms, beckoning you to come. And he's saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus Christ says, Come, come, come to me. You see, Jesus, the door of salvation, is an open door. And this door is wide enough and big enough to accommodate all people. There is no respect of persons with Jesus. There is no respect of persons with God. And this open door is for all people. That's the reason that we have been commanded by our Lord in Mark 16 and verse 15. Go ye into all of the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And we are to preach the gospel to every human being on the face of the earth. It, that we're to preach the gospel so long as there's one lost soul upon this earth. Jesus Christ is the only door. He is the open door, the accessible door. And it's open for every person. Well, you know, some people believe, and I've heard this stated and talked about on television by someone some while back, that, that they see Christianity as a Western religion. And maybe you've heard some comments along that line. But, but friends, Christianity is not a Western religion. It's a worldwide religion. Our Lord in Matthew 28 and verse 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Teach all nations. Not just the Western Hemisphere. We're to teach the gospel to people that are in Russia. People that are in Israel, people that are in Africa, people that are in Afghanistan, people that are in Brazil, people that are in Australia, people all over the world have a right to hear the gospel at least one time before they die. Don't you think so? We need to be preaching the gospel to the whole world. The reason that we're on getting to know your Bible is in order that we might reach as many people as we possibly can in the limited time that we have on this earth with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor. And that means the high and the low. That means the red and yellow, black and white. They're all precious in His sight. We're to preach the gospel to all mankind. And you know what that really means? That means that it's for you and you, and me. That's for your neighbor. That's for the man across the street. That's for the person that you work with. That, that's, for, that's for the people that you may not be getting along with. Think what a difference it would make if these people knew about Jesus. Jesus said, I am the door. And it's open to all people. You know, Peter came to the house of Cornelius. and Now keep in mind, Peter was a Jew. Cornelius and his household were Gentiles. And there the, the Jews had no dealings with the Gentiles, none, the Gentiles, none with the Jews. 
And so it took a miracle to convince Peter to preach to Cornelius and his household. And, and when he came to Cornelius' house, Cornelius wanted to fall down before Peter on his knees. And Peter said, no, you just stand up. I'm just a man. And I want you to listen to what Peter said to Cornelius. I perceive of a truth that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Well, that means that people in the Philippines who work righteousness can be accepted with him. That, that means people in China who work righteousness can be accepted with him. You see, the gospel is for all mankind. Jesus is the door. Not only is he an ordained door, he is the only door, the open door, the only open door. But let us also observe that Jesus is the opportune door. He's the door that's available right now. You know, Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 55 said in verse 6, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. You see, a person can wait until it's too late to seek the Lord, to call upon the Lord. Someone says, well, I, I wasn't aware, Billy, that, that you could wait until it's too late. Well, you, you think about the parable of the foolish virgins in Matthew chapter 25 who waited until it was too late to make preparation. And when the bridegroom came, all of those that were ready went into the feast and the door was shut. The door was shut. They waited until it was too late to prepare. And so Jesus is the opportune door. He's the door open right now. You have the opportunity to open, the, to go through that open door for salvation. You know, today we're told in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2 is the day of salvation. There's a song that is often sung, in, especially in gospel meetings, revivals, as a song of encouragement or invitation. And it's called, Oh, Why Not Tonight? And in that song, there is a stanza with these words, Tomorrow's sun may never rise to bless thy long deluded sight. But you see, don't wait until tomorrow. Solomon said in Proverbs 27 and verse 1, Boast not yourself of tomorrow, for a man does not know what a day may bring forth. That's why Jesus, the door, is an opportune door. The door is open right now. And some of you have been watching, getting to know your Bible for a long, long time. And I hear from some of you by emails and some of you by letters, occasionally for a telephone call. And some of you have been thinking about your baptism for a long time. You say, I, I, I believe what the Bible says, Brother Lambert. I believe that he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. And I'd urge you to do that. You don't have forever to do right. The only day God has given you is right now. 
today. And we want to help you enter in through that door for salvation. But Jesus is the optional door. He's the optional door. You see, no one is going to force you to enter that door. Absolutely not. You're a free moral agent. You have the power to choose to obey or to disobey. You have the power to either enter that door or to reject it. Unfortunately, sometimes people do. In John chapter 5 and verse 40, Jesus said, And you would not come unto me that you might have life. There were those that just rejected him. I want to read some passages to you from the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7 through verse 9. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them who know not God and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Friend, don't let that happen to you. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Enter the door now. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. If you would allow some servant of God to baptize you into Jesus Christ, you will be added to the church of the Lord by, him, by the Lord Himself. Acts 2.47 And you can meet with the saints on the Lord's day where we sing, where we pray, where we partake, partake of the Lord's Supper, where, where we study the Word of God, where we give as we've been prospered, and where we grow spiritually, where we fellowship one with another. You see, you can do that, but you've got to enter the door. I want to urge you right now to think about Jesus, the door. I am the door. Jesus said, By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. I want to thank you for watching today. And may I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And now pick up the telephone and call for the free Bible correspondence course. Or if you prefer, you may take it online. We want you to know more about Jesus Christ. The door. The door of salvation. I want to thank you for watching today, and we want you to encourage others to watch Getting to Know Your Bible. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you, is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.org. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at knowyourbible at golftel.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ, 
If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible. Please,